Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Mark chapter 3. Where is the truth of ministry? Well, the truth of ministry came quick and stark. The multitude came together again, and things got so crazy that there wasn't even time to eat. Now, that's true ministry. Jesus' own friends and family, and, and that's what the original language encompassed, had had enough of all this Messiah stuff. They thought, well, that he was out of his mind. You can see the cross-references in Matthew 12, 46-50 and John 7, verse 5. You know, it's interesting that when a person gives himself or herself totally to something in this world, that individual's praised. It could be football, their career, or some political stance, and they are esteemed for it. But when someone tries that with God, well, they, we, are called fanatics. Verse 22 says, The scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebub, and by the prince of demons he casts out the demons. Well, now there's an accusation. Seems a bit ludicrous, doesn't it? In reality, it's not that strange of a charge, actually, for it is often used even to today. There are many who believe that the incredible things they witness in the lives of believers today are to be rather attributed to the dark side. Man is often quicker to acknowledge the power of sin than to ever give credit to a creator. It's understandable, I guess. For if we acknowledge the power of deity, we are then innately responsible to it. Verse 23. He summoned them and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan is risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. But no one can enter into the house of a strong man to plunder unless he first binds the strong man. Then he will plunder his house. Now Jesus here impatiently tries to reason with these stubborn hearts. Certainly no one can ever say that Jesus wasn't long-suffering. He carefully explains how such a notion was truly ridiculous. Why would Satan cast out Satan? goes on to speak about a strong man. Strong man? Oh yes. Such is Satan, at least in the life of an unbeliever. Verse 28 says, Most certainly I tell you, all the sins of the descendants of man will be forgiven, including their blasphemies with which they may blaspheme. When dealing with this issue, we must first realize that the tense of the language speaks of a continued action, not a one-time event.
Grasnick, a commentator, once said, in light of the context, this sin refers to an attitude, not an isolated act or utterance, but an attitude of defiant hostility toward God that rejects his saving power towards man, expressed in the spirit-empowered person and work of Jesus. It is one's preference for darkness, even though he has been exposed to light. See John 3:19. Such a persistent attitude of willful unbelief can harden into a condition in which repentance and forgiveness, both mediated by God's Spirit, become impossible. The person is guilty. Enochus is the word, and it means liable to or in the grasp. So liable to or in the grasp of an eternal sin. Ultimately, sin because it remains forever unforgiven, says Matthew 12, 32. Judas Iscariot is another. Mark 3.29 proved the reality of these words. Blasphemy is a type of sin. Namely, a sin of speech, verbal or unspoken, really. A sin that is hostile, malicious, injurious, and derogatory towards God. This was the type of sin that the scribes were committed. Having rejected the testimony of the Father, the Son, and now the Spirit's miraculous authentic, authentication, nothing more could be done for the salvation of those religious leaders. So says Bailey, the commentator writer. Also, another commentator writer by the name of Cranfield says, those who most particularly should heed the warning of this verse today are the theological teachers and the official leaders of the churches. Verse 29 of our text says, But whoever may blaspheme against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. Because they said, he has an unclean spirit. Now, this saying of Jesus has caused many people throughout the ages great anxiety. Many have wondered if they had committed this unpardonable sin. Yet concern that one may have committed such is a good indication that, well, that they probably haven't. The way to avoid committing the unpardonable sin is simply to believe the testimony that the Holy Spirit has given us about Jesus in Scripture, that He is the Christ. To believe otherwise is to annul the rest of Scripture and all Jesus said about forgiveness. Let us not get lost in this instance of unforgiveness and lose those ever so important words, quote, all sins will be forgiven, end quote. Verse 31 says, His mother and his brother came, and standing outside, they sent to him, calling him. A multitude was sitting around him, and they told him, Behold, your mother and your brothers and your sisters are outside looking for you. Verse 33, He answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? Looking around at those who sat around him, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. It seems Jesus' family was still waiting for him to come home. And it just wasn't going to happen. Jesus was answering a call higher than that of family first. 
many of us have found throughout the ages that our brothers and sisters in Christ can easily become closer than any earthly family of flesh and blood. Often they are really the only ones who understand, the only ones who grasp our love and our passion. Scripture asks a pertinent question. It says, can two walk together unless they be agreed? Even among believing and loving families, one can easily find that our spiritual family is closer than blood. Verse 35, for whoever does the will of God is my brother, my sister, and my mother. So Jesus ends this chapter with this statement of incredible depth and clarity. This verse separates the sheep from the goats. For there are always, like the Pharisees, those who are merely professors. But Jesus, he was more concerned with those who actually lived for God. It was those whom he counted as brothers and sisters. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.